everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here and I'm so excited that we've had our first three episodes out and that they're going over really well. So let's get into the weekly recap. So we had a lot going on this week. So we'll start out with what happened last Sunday, February 5th. It was Grammys night. So We had a lot of winners and our personal favorites, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift, won a couple Grammys. Harry won two more Grammys, so now he has three. He won Album of the Year and Pop Vocal Album, and his album also won Best Engineered Album. This year, Taylor Swift won Best Music Video for her All Too Well 10-Minute Version film, so that was really cool. If you haven't watched it, I would go and watch it. Also, on Grammys night, Beyonce is now the new record holder for the most Grammys. She now has 32 Grammys. Also, on February 5th, we learned that Kyrie Irving got traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks, and he has played a couple games with the Dallas Mavericks. Monday, February 6th, there was the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, which I feel like everyone probably knows because it's been all over the news. There has been up to and still counting 25,000 deaths, and there has been 23 million people, probably more, that have been impacted from the earthquake, and it was a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, so it really had a big impact. Tuesday, February 7th was a monumental day for all of my basketball fans out there. LeBron James officially is the all-time NBA leading scorer. He passed the record with 38,387 points, which is a lot of points and, you know, good for him. However, the downside is the Lakers still lost the game but he still is racking up those points. Wednesday, February 8th, the Disney CEO released that they are planning on doing um, more movies for Toy Story and Frozen. Then Thursday, February 9th, another Brooklyn Nets player, Kevin Durant, got traded to the Phoenix Suns. So now that Kevin Durant is... At the Phoenix Suns, the trio is broken up, but, you know, something's got to change. Okay, and then Friday, February 10th, um, some sad news, unfortunately. Um, A teenager who actually was born in the Toledo area, but did live in New Jersey, she took her own life after a video of her being bullied went viral, And it's really unfortunate because we learned that the parents, or the dad at least, had tried to go to the school about the bullying problems, and they didn't do anything about it. And so now the four students who bullied this girl and posted the video are being charged with aggravated assault and some other charges. And she was only 14 years old, so she was just, like, a freshman in high school. So that was really unfortunate news, and I was I was watching it and heard about it <laughs> while making pancakes on Friday morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so 
sad and it's really unfortunate that this happens and the superintendent actually resigned after this whole thing happened so and didn't comment to anyone about what happened there's like an investigation going on and we also learned that another student was bullied a year ago and it was video recorded and posted online as well and both of these bullying incidents kids were punched and kicked and physically hit and stuff thrown at them okay and then wrapping up the week we have saturday february 11th um the lakers and the warriors face off for the second time this season the first time they saw each other was in october and the warriors beat the lakers uh saturday lebron and steph curry were out of the game apparently lebron's ankle has been bugging him for the season and so he just decided to sit out this game and then Steph had a like shin lower leg injury in the last game that they played in the end the Lakers did win this round and the Warriors just there's something about the Warriors in the last like two three minutes of the games they play whether it be at home or away they just kind of I don't know they fizzle out so they kind of need to work on that but Jordan Poole, a Michigan alumni, so that's basically why I just watch the Warriors, because Jordan Poole plays. He stepped up big time in the fourth quarter, and the first 17 of the Warriors' points in the fourth quarter were from Jordan Poole alone. And then eventually, some of his teammates decided to step up. But it wasn't enough, and they still lost. And then finally on Saturday, February 11th, was the Brits, it's the British Award Music Awards, and Harry swept all four awards he was nominated for. So he won Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, and Pop R&B Act of the Year. So, yay, Harry! And then finally, Sunday, February twelfth, was Super Bowl Sunday. What we've all been waiting for: the Chiefs versus the Eagles, Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. And I would classify both of them as being in rough condition. They both were dealing with stuff. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes pulls out the win. Nearing the end of the first half, Patrick Mahomes got a little banged up with his upper ankle shin injury and was in a lot of pain. But he came back in the second half and really showed up for the second half and helped, you know make a ton of big plays for the Chiefs. And obviously, what most people watch for the Super Bowl, if they aren't sports fans, is the halftime show. And this year, it was Rihanna, and she absolutely killed it. It was a great halftime show. I think what I really liked about it this year was the stage wasn't just a block in the middle of the stadium. And that was her way of announcing that she's pregnant again. (laughs) So... What a way to perform and to announce that she's pregnant. So Rihanna just keeps on slaying. So that was a weekly recap this week. Since it is Valentine's Day, I promised you guys a quote-unquote special episode. So we're going to be talking about dating and relationships in our current society. So let's get into the topic. Diving right into the topic about 
dating or, you know, relationships in today's society, a lot of people, like, in today's world meet online. And it's just weird for me to think that people can just randomly meet online and then two weeks later be dating. Like, you don't know the person. I don't know. I mean, you can get to know the person via online, but I don't know. I guess that comes into, you know, the question of what's the best way to get into a relationship. In my very limited experience with relationships, I've always started out, like, being friends with guys. And with these friendships that I had with guys, I built a strong friendship that I wouldn't want to ruin it. But starting out as friends and then starting to date them, in my opinion, that's how I would rather start dating someone. Because if you were friends with them, then you know what type of person they are. You wouldn't want to date someone if you wouldn't want to be friends with them. And to some degree, if you have, if you are friends with them first, you have some sort of relationship with them on some level. Like, even if it's just a friendship, it's still some sort of relationship with someone. And that foundation is important because, again, you know who they are, you get to know them a little bit more on, you know, a chill level. And when you go from being friends to dating, you're basically still friends, but you just add on more romantic stuff. If you have a strong friendship and then something happens and you guys are like, it's not working out, like we can't do the dating part of the relationship, but the friendship we can do, then if you have that strong foundation and that strong mutual respect for each other, then it could be okay for people to still be friends with, you know, a really good friend that they had before they started dating. The other way that a lot of, it seems like a lot of people are getting into relationships is just meeting people, like strangers basically, and then start dating. And I think when you just meet someone random, you don't have that initial foundation or relationship. Like you don't really know who that person is. I guess some benefits of dating or getting into a relationship with someone you just met, you know, if it didn't end up working out, then it's not like you're ruining a 10-year friendship that you had before. A downside is that you don't really know a lot about them, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing of you wouldn't date them if you wouldn't want to be friends with them. So how do you know you'd want to be friends with this person if your main intention is to just date them? next on the list to talk about. Are online dating apps worth it? I did download Tinder and Bumble for like a month, maybe. When it comes to young adults or, you know, people in their 20s that are using dating apps, a lot of people our age use it just for like hookups or just to meet people for fun. Pros would definitely be that you may meet people on there that you wouldn't see in person. And it's kind of hard to meet new people in passing because you're passing each other. So it was kind of nice because you could see new faces 
that you might have not seen in person. A downside, I would say, is that it's like emotionally draining and low-key a hit to the ego a little bit into your self-confidence. So overall, dating apps in today's society has been the main form of meeting potential significant others. So I think society has normalized meeting people online. Something else that society has really emphasized is red flags. (laughs) Red flags are definitely a good thing to keep an eye out for. However, red flags may have too much of an impact on how people find or get into relationships. What I'm trying to say is that there are some red flags out there that are stuff that they can't really control. Labeling stuff that is uncontrollable as red flags has really made a negative impact on how people get into relationships in today's society. Hopefully that made sense. Red flags are kind of a weird concept because they can be helpful in a way, but the line has been blurred between red flags and what we're not attracted to. There's definitely a difference. Society has shifted the norm. You don't want to completely disregard red flags and you don't want to overlook red flags. So that kind of leads into stand having standards and you don't want to overlook your standards that you set for yourself and for other people. In other words, people may lower standards that they have for someone that they want to date because they may have someone that is interested in them that doesn't fit their standards. People are attracted to what they're attracted to and people want certain things in a relationship and you don't want to lower those expectations just to be in a relationship with someone. You have those standards and those expectations for a reason. Whether that be what you're attracted to, what you've learned from in the past, etc. Standards are something that is on you. It's not someone's fault if they don't meet your standards. While in reality, we actually lowered our standards, potentially, or changed them in some way. And then instead of saying, oh, like, I shouldn't really have gotten into this relationship because this isn't, you know, what I really wanted, they're going to blame it on the other person for not meeting their expectations. Basically, what standards and expectations, the role that they play in a relationship and in society is really interesting. People tend to blame their significant other for not meeting their own personal expectations that they set, while in reality it's not the significant other's fault for not meeting that person's expectations or standards. Because the person who went into a relationship with certain standards and then changed them and then were unhappy with the results, it's really their fault because they changed their standards and still went into the relationship knowing that they changed their standards. Regardless of what expectations or standards you have, 
for a relationship or a person that you may want to get into a relationship with, I think it's really important that you don't change them for anyone and you only change them for yourself and because it's what you want in a relationship. A bunch of other traits and standards that are met shouldn't have to make up for standards and expectations and traits that are lacking. So overall, to kind of wrap up the whole little standards part is that you never want to lower your standards or change your standards for one person. So overall, standards are important and you have to stick to what you like. However, kind of going on to the next top, like part of the topic, you can't be too, too picky. I think you have to still be open-minded. In a lot of ways, I think society needs to be more open-minded. An important question to kind of ask yourself and reflect on is, is having a type really important or really worth it? Where I'm kind of going with that is, you know, when people have a quote-unquote certain type that they're attracted to, does that dismiss other potential, you know, people? And could someone miss out on new opportunities and new connections with people because just because they don't fit their quote-unquote type? In my opinion, I think having, you know, a type and standards and expectations are different things. So having a type is more known to be looks-wise, and that's the area that society should be more open-minded about. Now, the standards and expectations part are deeper stuff than just the superficial looks, and that's what you need to stay strict on. The overall lesson that a lot of society kind of needs to learn is that, you know, we shouldn't be putting up blinders to other quote-unquote types of people because you never really know. Another important thing that society has normalized today in today's world is hookup culture. The main problem that hookup culture, you know, causes is that impersonal relationship you have with the person. Hookup culture has become normalized in how some people date and, you know, are in their relationships. It makes it less personal and today's society has almost made it normal for someone to hook up with someone and be done. So with all that being said, (laughs) while we were talking about standards, expectations, certain types, red flags, dating apps, how you should get into a relationship. With all that being said, as long as there's personal connection, that's the most important part. Anyway, to kind of wrap everything up, it's really important for you to be true to yourself and being independent as a person first is really important because when you're independent and confident with yourself, you will be confident and hold true to your expectations and standards you have for people 
and that therefore you are less likely to change your expectations and standards for a person, which will then not lead to as many heartbreaks or disappointment and stuff like that. And building self-confidence also allows you to be confident in a relationship and not change as a person in a relationship to fit, you know, what someone else wants. So that kind of wraps up the episode. Hopefully you guys liked it. (laughs) It was kind of a lot. And just remember that there is someone out there for everyone. Anyway, hopefully you guys have a great rest of your Valentine's Day and hopefully you like this episode. But thank you so much for listening and I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. So there's going to be no sneak peek. So it's going to be a surprise for all of us. So have a great rest of your week as well and I'll talk to you guys later. Oh,